Welcome to the DC Today, your daily market synopsis of the Dividend Cafe, brought to you every Monday through Thursday to bring you up-to-date information and perspective on financial markets. Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday DC Today, also the November 30th DC Today, meaning uh, the month of November is done and we most certainly ended with a bang, not a whimper. The um, I'm going to walk through the whole thing. I want to talk to you guys today a little bit about what's going on. It was a very odd day. The Dow was up 737 points, which was 2.18% today. Uh, the S&P was up 3.09% today. The NASDAQ was up 4.41% today. Um, on the month of November, so just the last calendar month, the S&P was up 5.37% and the Dow was up 5.7. And the months of October, the month of October was monstrous for both month, uh, both market indices as well. So, you know, there's still a whole month to go in Q4, but right now, uh, Q4 is up quite a bit. Um, you're, you're talking about a Dow. I just want to give you a little context on this. The Dow is sitting at 34,590. Okay. The all-time high in history of the Dow, um, which was hit uh, at the basically around 12, 13 months ago, um, is in the 36,000s. I, 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 it's just surreal that we're basically not really... Look, if you had two days like today, two days, you're back at where the all-time high was. Um, so let's, we'll talk about what, what I think about that here in a moment. Um, S and P and NASDAQ are still down quite a bit. There's a different composition of those indices. Okay. But just let me read off the rest of the data and, and so I can take the readers off and then talk to you face to face about a few more things. The bond market rallied huge today as well. The 10 year treasury is all the way back to 3.6%. Um, it was down 14 basis points today. It's basically down a hundred basis points from where it was at its high in the cycle, which might have been a little over a month ago now. That's a monstrous rally. If someone was buying 10 year bonds, um, to have the, the uh, yield drop 100 basis points in that period of time. Technology was the leader today at 5%. Energy was the worst performing sector today and it was up. 0.56%. So it's one of those days where the worst sector was up over half a percentage point. Oil was up almost 3%, closed back above $80 at $80.45. Um, Q3 GDP growth was revised upward. We'd already gotten an earlier estimate for the third quarter that GDP was up 2.6% um, annualized. Remember, every time we talk about quarterly numbers, you don't have to times it by four. The actual number has already been essentially annualized. There's a formula and the um, annualized number that was slightly down in Q1 and slightly down in Q2 was originally estimated to be up 2.6%. Today it was revised upward to 2.9. Um, and then job openings uh, fell in the month of October. Uh, the amount of available unfilled jobs came in at 10.3 million. It's now uh, down 760,000. It was over about 11. It was a little over 11 million a year ago. It was down 353,000 just in the last month. 
Um, then you had James Bullard, uh, one of the voting members of the FMC, who's been far more hawkish than most of the um, Fed governors, coming out and saying that he thought 4.9% would be needed to constrict inflation. And that sounds just very specific and precise. So what an amazing ability to highlight what the exact number might be at which inflation will be constricted. He wrote an op-ed saying that, by the way. I don't know where these people come up with some of this stuff. I certainly know they can't go out and say what I'm telling you, which is that they have no idea and no one does either. And prices are supposed to be discovered by the market and set between buyers and sellers, including lenders and borrowers of capital. And that therefore the price of capital, just like the price of anything else, is not something that can be or should be imposed by anyone, let alone someone without direct involvement in a transaction. Uh, but be that as it may, uh, the central bank in our country does set the federal funds rate. And here was one governor saying what he thought it was going to end up needing to be. That So there you go. But then the whole thing that happened today, the market didn't kick into high gear. It was the Dow was down a couple hundred points most of the day. Then it kind of went flat. Then it rallied and it took off in the last 90 minutes of the day. And let me make sure I'll, I'll come back to some other stuff. Um, effectively, the reason for all of that was that um, Jay Powell's speech at the Brookings Institute was very clear that he's telegraphing a pause, that his view is that the Fed has done a lot of tightening and now they need to slow down. Um, look, I'm kind of surprised. The futures market is still only pricing in a 77% chance of a 50 basis point rate hike at the next Fed meeting, which is two weeks from today, um, and a 23% chance of, of, seven, of 75 basis points, it seemed to me that Powell was basically telling you it's a 100% chance. So either way, 50, 75, uh, I believe it's going to be 50, and, and then I believe they're likely to be done uh, or really slow going into 2023 to allow... And and at some point, 23, and I'm going to write about this a lot in my white paper uh, that I do for next year because, um, you know, I'm in that mode now where I'm starting to think about it every day. I think you're going to see a big narrative in 2023 about when the cuts are coming. And so then there'll be people that get overly dovish that say the cuts are coming in February. And there'll be others that say the cuts aren't coming all year. And there'll be a big wait and see thing. And some of it will be media hype and some of it will be legit. But whether they pause or whether they cut is not the market's focus today. It's when they stop hiking at the rate they've been hiking. And that's what Powell seemed to be telegraphing. So the question is, is it justified? And the answer is that there's a whole lot of things going on that I try to write about all the time where you get a lot of distortions in the market. You do get uh, far more euphoric moods in the market when rates are excessively low and staying low and markets believe the Fed will keep them low. And then when uh, things move the other way, you get things selling off very quickly and you get a kind of thinning of the herd. A lot of stuff that deserves to die does die. And then there could be the risk of overdoing a sell-off for other more high-quality assets. Um, but as far as the possibility of the Fed going uh, too loose on one end and too tight on the other, I don't think it's possible. I think it's almost assured. 
but they almost always do it. And the question is, have they gone too tight now? And you, I absolutely believe they have. And I don't believe that because housing is slowing down. I think housing is slowing down because it was overpriced. And the interest rate was the instrument that helped it get overpriced and the instrument now that has to help moderate that. But for the most part, I don't believe and never have that the Fed needed to go make a bunch of people lose their job to control inflation. And so the idea that the Fed operating outside of a rules-based approach for monetary policy was going to control this, I think, is odd. And then you say, well, should the market have been down those last 5,000 points it was down, or should it be up the 4,000, 5,000 points it's up in the last month or two? And and those questions are not answerable. I, I, talk, I can tell you what I can answer is companies growing free cash flow and paying us dividends. So it's not a cop-out. It's just a theme rooted to a philosophy. You want your investment thesis to be somewhat connected to something that has knowable inputs to therefore give you an output you can have confidence in. I have no confidence what the Fed's going to do or why. I don't think anybody should. And, and, and especially what's really driving markets is not what the Fed's going to do and why, but it's what people think the uh, expectations are going to be for the Fed. So if you get people bidding up the market, the same reason they were bidding it down before is that they're reacting to what they think uh, a reaction function will be in market sentiment. And, and I don't like that at all. I'm a fundamentalist in this sense. And I think that this is outside of fundamentals. So is the market going to correct from this level? We'll see. What's Powell going to do in two weeks? We'll see. And I think we're getting very close to the point where the whole narrative of what's driving markets is going to switch from the Fed's terminal rate, which it seems obvious to most people. Okay, those of us, including me, who thought it was going to be something in the twos and threes ended up being wrong. And then it gets to the threes and fours. And, and, you know, there may be a camp of people, and some of them I read every day that still think you're going to fives and sixes, and I don't. And right now the market doesn't. And um, to the extent that that means if we are near that terminal rate, the market now has to have something new to respond to. And that, that thing will largely be more about the depth of a recession coming. The yield curve isn't clear as could be. It is forecasting some form of recession. The yield curve can't create a recession. It predicts one. Those are two different things. But if you end up having what gets deemed a mild recession in 2023, there could be more um, issues in markets and there could be no issues in markets. You could have markets having already priced it into the other side of such a thing. But if you get a very severe recession, significant cutbacks in corporate America, really wide credit spreads that cut off liquidity in the financial system, that's a different story. And I, I don't think markets have any confidence that that is going to happen. Otherwise, there would be much more doom and gloom and negative sentiment. But, you know, do you want to have an uh, excess amount of confidence that it won't happen? It's a tricky world. Um, I prefer to weigh myself on a scale that I can rely on. And I think that the scale right now is not all that reliable. Um, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to be talking a lot more about the Fed at Dividend Cafe on Friday. Um, real quickly, for the month of November... The dollar was negative on the month and oil was negative. And this is a very odd thing. In 22 years, going back to when the year 2000 began, 84% of months, if the dollar was negative, um, oil was positive. 84% of the time, there's an inverse correlation for obvious reasons. Oil is a commodity denominated in dollar. So both being negative in the same month is very rare. I'll talk more about that in DC Today on Monday. 
Uh, so we get the PCE, the personal consumption expenditures, which is the Fed's inflation metric more than CPI. We get the PCE data tomorrow. We get the BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, jobs data for the month of November on Friday. And you get a dividend cafe from me on Friday. If you get a chance, go to the dctoday.com. We have a link there to an article I was interviewed in Investment News Magazine, which is actually just an industry trade pub um, for other people that work in, in finance and wealth management. And yet I thought some of you might be interested in the interview there because they asked me some peculiar questions about my religion and my politics. And maybe you'll find it interesting. That's all I got to say. Thanks for listening to watching the DC Today. We'll see you tomorrow. The Bonson Group is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. There is no guarantee that the investment process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. The Bonson Group and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the Bonson Group and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for any related questions.